Hey, 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 welcome to tonight's session. I uh, hope you guys are ready to hear about spooky monsters for the upcoming month for spooky season. Anyway, uh, enjoy the episode. Hopefully the technical issues aren't too much of a pain in the butt, uh, but I hope y'all enjoy it as much as I did. Welcome to tonight's uh, podcast, Late Night Classroom, whatever you want to call it. I keep changing the name on this one this week, but we're going to go with Spooky Season Monsters. I think is the easiest way to break down the title and make it sound exciting. Spooky Season Monsters. So that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about all kinds of fun stuff, and I'll break that down a little bit. But for those of you watching Twitch, I got some merch to show off because we just got our mugs in, and I immediately filled mine with off-brand Dr. Pepper. Uh... And they are super cool. They're on the website. You can get them now. This is the big giant one. It's as big as my face. Um, I'm hype. Uh, oh, Off-brand Dr. Pepper hits the spot every time. Also, Sky, I do great. How are you? So we're gonna we're gonna get into this um, spooky spooky season monsters. Here we go. So let's start with the basic ones. These are ones that you're gonna use and you've been using and haven't thought about in forever. Um, but skeletons, if you don't have skeletons, uh, in your campaigns during October, there's something wrong with you. You find, find a way to work them in, get you some skelly boys in your stories. I don't care if you're set in the future. I don't care if you're not playing D and D. I don't care where you're at. You got to find skeletons and put them in your game somehow. Um, they are necessary. I'm not going to share, like, stats, I think, with any of these monsters. We're just going to talk about why these monsters are important. Um, but, in honesty, in all honesty, um, the skeletons are probably one of the most versatile enemy classes, uh, location-wise. Because there's dead bodies everywhere in most worlds. So they can just pop out pretty much anywhere that there's not solid concrete. And even then, if you want to terrify your players, have them pop through the concrete. Or just out the walls or something. Um, and you can make it jump scary with with at the table and just BAM! Skeleton! They don't have to have a lot of hit points. Low level, they're super dangerous. High level, they're kind of meh. But, with enough enemies, they can still be terrifying. Um, you know, we talked about the story of the skeleton and the trebuchet. Uh, where our necromancer uh, cast raised dead on a person. Just took their skeleton, because why not? Uh, and told the skeleton to load a trebuchet by itself and siege a city. So it's one trebuchet with a whole bunch of ammo and a skeleton. And the skeleton just for, I don't remember how long it was, like four days or something stupid. Uh, sieged a city by itself. And to help said skeleton continue sieging the city without being attacked by knights, the heroes laid a whole bunch of traps leading up to the skeleton. So I can't tell you how many would-be city guards came through and got schwacked. By the traps trying to get the skeleton. But the skeleton stayed alive via rolls for four days. Um, and that is probably my, my proudest player thought moment that I've had in a long time. Iron, you are reverbing real bad. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the super, super great use of a monster type to do stuff for you. Um... Now, we're going to round robin this a little bit, so I'm going to ping each one of you guys, and you guys can give me an idea of what you think would be a good spooky season monster. Again, it can be a parrot, it can kind of just be out of the blue, 
What is something that you want to see while you're playing? Oh, so time out. Let me look at the, the chat while I get this. Yeah, I'm glad you can make it too. Hang out as long as you can. We'll be here for about an hour today because uh, it's a podcast. Hopefully you like uh, TTRPG stuff. Otherwise, you just get to hear us being goofs. All right, uh, Lawrence, what do you got for a spooky monster? Iron, you get about 40 seconds before uh, it's your turn. Or longer, I don't know. Um, I have always wanted to put either like a, a Lich, a Draco Lich, or a Mind Flayer in, but um, either they weren't in an area that was appropriate or they weren't high enough level. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going to jump in on that point because those are excellent monsters that they're on there. It's like big, bad boss monsters, you know, for low, mid-level players. Um, and for high-level players, they're still BA, right? And they can cause some serious damage. But, you know, honestly, at level 20, you can fight a couple Draco Liches. You can fight a couple actual Liches. Will you be injured? Yes. Will you survive? Probably. Um, so don't be afraid to use those monsters and treat them as if they're smart and understand what they're doing where they will throw giant attacks at the players and then waddle off. Um, or direct minions or things like that where they're just outside of what would be combat for the most part. Um, to show your players that they're there and they can you know, build up to fighting them when they get strong enough. Uh, but don't be afraid to show them around. Or just like hint at their existence. Um, and maybe scare players off on purpose with an NPC that's alive and can tell a story. Um, things like that are really interesting ways to introduce those kind of characters. Now, jump to Mind Flayers specifically. Uh, those ones are a little more hard because they are so smart. Uh, and they will cover their tracks and try not to be found and all that fun stuff. Uh, but having a... Uh, what's the... Their little spawn that they shoot out. Uh, having one of those corpses lying around or something like that where the players find it and go, Ah! That's a Mind Flayer, baby! We need to leave! Which is important. Could be fun. Or a failed Mind Flare. Those are always interesting to find where, like, you take the Mind Flare stats, uh, but, like, cut their health way down and basically make them to where they fit the party's uh, ability um, and just call it a failed transmutation uh, is an easy way to put those in there. That way you can still have them, but they might not be high enough level to kill your players off in one turn. All right. Uh, jumping over to Iron. I'm going to give him kind of round robin and keep going. Yeah, so two that I really like to use, um, the official one would be vampires, because they're always interesting to have really intelligent monsters. Yes, um, yes, yes. But I think the last, the last one I used was a homebrew, actually, and it was for the uh, the Wendigo. Ooh, um, okay. And that one that one was real fun, too. Well, tell us about it a little bit, so I'm going to show some popcorn in my face. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so... Um, if you just Google Wendigo, I, I, I found a, a really easy homebrew version that you can just pull up. Lots of necrotic damage, but, like, I stuck, um, like, my party was investigating a cabin in the middle of the woods that I had a family living at it that the town hadn't heard from in a while. And so I actually set up kind of, like, a, a little story thing. So, like, Wendigos are born when people resort to cannibalism. Um, it's like a curse. Right, right, And so... Right. I set it up so that, like, a member of the family had resorted to cannibalism, turned into a Wendigo, and, like, the party had to find clues and figure out who it was. And then when they figured out who it was, the Wendigo would show itself, so... And Wendigos are cool, because there's a lot of lore to Wendigos, and you can kind of play around with them a little bit. Right, right. Because there's, like, TV lore with them, and then there's, like, classic Wendigo lore, and I think both of them are interesting, to say the least. Right, yeah. 
right. So jump it back to me. Wah ha 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 ha. Chat, you got anything? I'll keep an eye on it for a couple seconds, but. Uh, it still keeps saying welcome to chat, so it's obviously having a hard time connecting for some reason. I understand. <laughs> All right, I'm going with another classic. Um, ghost. If you don't have ghosts during spooky season, you're done goofed. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> yes, so ghost. A must-have, kind of like the skeletons. Um... And the best thing about ghosts is you don't necessarily have to make them hostile. Ghosts can just relay information or be cursed members of an area. Um, you know, they're going to make more sense in, like, defiled sanctuaries or things like that. But they can literally be anywhere that is quote-unquote haunted. Um, so, when you get a chance, make a place haunted. Throw in some ghosts. Again, they don't have to be bad guys. Um, just because something has stats doesn't mean you have to kill it. You just can't. Um, making quests and things like that to, uh, to de-haunt a house, uh, is great for when you have the appropriate party for it, or even when you have the inappropriate party for it, and they don't have any weapons that'll do anything, and then they have to figure out a nice way to, uh, talk the ghost out of leaving. Classic reward that you can do for this is, like, give them the house that they un unhaunted, uh, unless they're getting paid to, you know, getting paid out the wazoo to clear out ghosts or something, you know I mean? Again... Well, it depends on lore, world lore and such. Um, Sorry, give me a second. I want to send a little heart in the chat to see if that calms it down because it's being dumb. Anyway, um, so. Scratch my elbow really quick. Ghost. Um, and you can amp Ghost up in a couple different ways. Besides all the wonderful resistances and immunities they already have built in. Um, you can make ghosts even stronger by changing all of their resistances to immunities. Um, you can also just bump up their AC a little bit. Um, same thing with their health. You mean, um, their fly speed is already 40 feet, so they're going to be faster than a player who isn't sprinting. Um, so that, that's something to keep in mind while you're doing stuff like that. Um, as for their, uh, weapons... And things like that. You can always add weapon modifiers to their withering touch. Um, to make it they have a sword or they have something else. And they just, you know, choppy, choppy, stabby, stabby. Um, but the stat box for ghosts themselves, they're, they're pretty serious. You know, in D&D &D specifically, they are a CR... Where are you at? A CR4 by themselves. So you have a, a single singular ghost uh, CR4. Because of all their fun extra stuff that they have. Um, so they're really good low-level uh, enemies to deal with, especially when you have you know, a tanky party that can take some damage and give some damage and already has some magical weapons before level 5. Uh, and then later on, combo them with uh, our handy-dandy skeletons that we talked about. Bada-boom, bada-bing, ghost-zombie-slash-ghost-skelly uh, combo. Terrifying. Especially uh, if we're going to talk about this. Uh, especially if we are talking about a ghost that is from a zombie or a skeleton, that it, that was their body. So they're just flying around watching their body shamble about, listen to orders, or, you know, try to find food, and they're just like, please, please be smart. I beg you, don't run into the fire. That will kill you, or whatever. Um, could be hilarious roleplay to throw in there. Um, whereas you fight a group of zombies and or... Ghost. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into zombies in a second and 
then I'll let you guys go. Sorry. Uh, but having that go is great comedy. Slash, it helps you build other characters so you can talk to, Hey, ghost, I'll keep your body safe if you do yada, yada, yada. Cool stuff that you can let your players try and do. Jumping over to zombies, because, again, we're going to get the classics in here for me. Um, zombies. Pop them out the ground. Again, usually in dead spots, but they can be on the side of the road. Anywhere a necromancer's been. Um, classic. Uh, slow zombies in D&D are great. But every once in a while, I suggest you make them 28 days later zombies. Uh, and this is where you double or triple their CR per zombie. Uh, you know, make their speed 60, so they're sprinting at full speed all the time. Uh, and double or triple their damage output. Uh, because they're just wrathful. Or they get that many more extra attacks because they're just scrying, uh, biting, whatever else. Uh, the one thing you do have to be careful with is the passaging side of things. Where like, oh, you took damage so you become a zombie in 10 seconds or something like that. Um, you can have that if you're trying to do like a really hardcore campaign. Uh, but I would suggest avoiding it. Um, keep it to where if they kill a person or a thing, then they turn. Um, as probably as bad as it gets. You can also do some kind of constitution saving roll, but even at that point it needs to be super low. Um, because you don't want your character... Unless that's what you're trying to do is turn your characters into zombies. Um, because especially when you amp them up like crazy, they can be really dangerous. Um, so... I've talked about ghosts, zombies, and skeletons. Jumping over to Lawrence. Lawrence, do you think of anything else that you would add into your spooky season monsters? Hello. Um, well, there is... Uh, it's it's kind of like corny, but you could add in animated armor or... Ooh, okay. Just, you could... You could um, Tweak animated items a little bit to make them spooky. Um, you know, throw in a scarecrow or, um, heck, even um, something that's already spooky being a mimic or, um, <laughs> or just, yeah. <laughs> um, make a, a, like a, a building alive possibly you know you can homebrew that um Ooh, nice um let's see having zombies halfway burst out of the ground and drag you into the ground or <laughs> uh fighting zombies in um waist deep water would be horrifying oh oh like yeah i can see that'd be bad um, yeah, <laughs> you're you're slowed down. They're grabbing you, slowing you down. You can't see them. They're, they don't have to breathe. You have to breathe. Um, you know, throwing in a little bit of mud pit too. You know, get stuck in there while you're being corded. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so to um, jump in on one of the things you said, because you brought up scarecrows, and it reminded me. I know I keep going back into stories here, but it reminded me of a story that we did forever ago. Um, and it was we were clearing out fields for someone uh, who kept losing produce or something like that, or they lost some workers. Jeez, what is going on with the chat today? Sorry, it's, it's freaking out for some reason. Um, but anyway, it. Uh, we went to these fields to figure out what it was, and it turned out that there was some kind of monster that was taking over the scarecrows. And I don't remember if it was an official monster or if it was a homebrew. Um, 
but basically the they disguised themselves as scarecrows um but they were the the heads or whatever of the scarecrows is what the monsters were because i think they were using uh pumpkins for heads or something like that uh and so if you weren't kind of paying super close attention to the heads you wouldn't notice that they actually have eyes uh and that their mouths were mouths and things like that and they would hide their weapons until it was time to strike and then it would like symbiote style you pop out of nothingness uh and they would get their enemies that way Yeah, I don't see it in the the book, so those were definitely a homebrew monster. But they were they were great because it took us forever to figure out what was going on and what was killing people. We did all this investigation to find what it was, and then we only had to fight four of them. Um, heck, that might have even been four E. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. Thinking back to it, I think that I think that was one of the first few campaigns I played. Huh. Anyway, played DM Cindy. <laughs> Okay, jumping over to Iron. Iron, do you think of any others that you would add to your spooky season catalog? Yeah, so um, another thing you can do is, like, you know, some things come with undead versions. Like, instead of a uh, Naga, you got Bone Nagas or right, Undead right. Troll. Um, but also, you could just, like, make one. Like, say you wanted to do an Owlbear encounter. Give it a AC boost, give it some necrotic damage, boom, you got yourself an Undead Owlbear. Perfect. Yeah, um, great example. Keep going. So, and then another homebrew thing that I, I did for our last campaign was um, I made Rusalki, which are essentially, how do you describe them? They're like undead Russian swamp mermaids. <laughs> um, so they, they're actually, a, they're a real mythological thing. Not real, but you know, I didn't make them. So, you know, just, like, Google, like, hey, what are spooky, you know, myths? You can find Wendigos and Rusalkis, and more than likely you can either make it pretty easily or just find something online for it. Hmm. Yeah, I just realized. I can't see you guys on the screen at all. While you're figuring that out, I'll just talk about Rusalkis. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> so, so they, the, the, the mythology behind them is that they, to whoever looks at them, they look like the most attractive woman, like their ideal woman, essentially. Like, they just look perfect. Um, but then as part of my homebrew, I said, okay, well, what if you have a party member that's not attracted to women? So then if that was the case, I made them look like just totally rotting corpses so like that kind of throws in a little bit of party stuff too where it's like okay well you know if you have a party member that doesn't like women they do look like corpses and it gives them away immediately um but yeah you can just play with stuff like there's no you know just because there's something isn't official doesn't mean you can't tweak stuff that's already there and make it fit right no that's a that's a that's a wonderful way to go about that um like honestly uh, switching stuff over. My favorite one is Minotaurs. You know what I mean? Because Minotaurs have great stats. To make them undead, they become super, super terrifying. Huh. That's really weird. So, like, I can hear you guys, and, like, it looks like the stream can see you, but it is not... Uh... It is 
not showing you guys on the screen, which is he's never done that before. Hmm. I don't have my camera on anyway, so I don't, Lawrence doesn't well, either. Uh, well, I was going to say we're in the classroom, so I can't see you guys' faces anyway, but I like seeing when you guys talk so that people know that it's you talking. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah. Let me see here. Let me see here. Well, that's annoying. As long as they can hear you, uh, I'm going to check the, the audio really quick on the, the stream and make sure it's actually popping up because if you guys can't speak, I'd be really upset. Uh, okay, I can I can hear you at least. <laughs> All right, well, well, they're just gonna have to deal with the uh, blank screen. Eventually, it'll pop back up. Hopefully, things work out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but whatever. We'll move on. I should probably I should probably just uh, restart the chat or whatever. But I want to. What if I minimize this? Nope. All right, cool. Whatever. Gotta love technical difficulties. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, hmm, I wonder if it's this one. Ah, infinite loop. Okay. Aha! There we go. I fixed it. Everything's back now. Nice. I'm the best. Pop up. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Four billion clicks later. Um, one of these days we'll have a really good edited video. It'll be great. The people listening to the podcast won't have to listen to us goof off for five minutes, figuring out what's wrong with the stuff. Uh, <laughs> but. It shows that with more people. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, none of this is scripted, baby. We're taking this raw. So, um. Besides taking a augmented character, right, uh, and having it just be, oh, this is just an undead version. Uh, going back to the classics, how do you get a Frankenstein? Anyone got ideas? Because I, I got one, but I want to see if you guys got this one already. Well, isn't... Uh, would that just be a flesh atronach? A flesh what? A flesh... Was it a flesh atronach or a flesh golem? I don't know what d called. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, flesh golem. Flesh columns are the easiest way to make would-be Frankensteins. Um, you can even color them green if you want to, because they don't necessarily have to be fresh flesh. But I think it's just as terrifying to have fresh flesh Frankenstein as it is to have green flesh Frankenstein. Um, generally, their intelligence is nothing, but if you want to make an interesting character, again, go Frankenstein route. Or, excuse me, Frankenstein's monster. Um... Make them an intelligent creature. Have them have have them possess some of the knowledge of their previous life. You know, fun stuff like that. Yeah. Now. Even multiple lives. Yes, which would make it interesting if they have multiple personalities. <laughs> Friendly oh, yeah. one second, and just a crazy murderer the next. <laughs> I'm your friend who's here to murder you. Blah, 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 blah. All right, <laughs> let's talk about demons. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a couple demons, and uh, you guys feel free to pop in whatever with these. Um, but how would you guys? Well, that was real loud. How do you guys add your demons or uh, whatnot to your characters? 
I've only got to use um, Incubus and Succubus so far. I've always wanted to do like a Nine Hells campaign, just have some reason for them to just venture on through that stuff. That would be so awesome. Okay, interesting. Iron? So, like, demons and stuff, I tend to boost them a little bit. I don't know, having weird, like, easy-to-kill demons I find odd, but I, I boost them a lot. Oh, okay. Well, like, the last time I used one was a... I think it was a shadow demon. Okay. And he trapped the players in a... like, a dream realm kind of thing, and, like, sort of made them go through... Like, each player had to go through, like, their own, like, personal worst memory. Worst um, day ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to play with, like, demon powers. Because, like, you could just use the stat block. But if you also made them, like, these actual, like, really terrifying, super powerful things, you can kind of make some interesting situations. I uh, 100% agree. Unless you're, unless you're playing uh, Descent to Avarice. And keep them weak. I, I had a, a warlock with the uh, the fiend patron, and he was super evil. Always trying to get him to do evil stuff, and the rest of the party was like, "Nah, no way." <laughs> <laughs> so to refocus on the topic, right? Um, I'm going to go over a couple that <clears throat> would fit and wouldn't fit for the the spooky season, right? First thing up, Baylor, right? Top of the list of demons. Baylor. That is not spooky season demon. That is you're gonna die demon. Um, if you're gonna use a Baylor in your campaigns, um, have your pe uh, players be prepared. I mean, they are they are badass and terrifying. Um, in any incarnation of what they should be, what they are, what people see them on TV, you know what I mean? Uh, for example, D&D, they're a CR-19, and they're in multiple systems. Baylor is a very popular demon uh, ever since Tolkien wrote about him. Heck, even probably before Tolkien wrote about him. Yeah, I fought one in 3.5 as, like, a rogue ninja, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, not spooky. That, that crosses out of spooky and into, like, oh, not good. Fantasy demon, not fun to play with. Um, Don't we have a corporal sword? Corporal sword, baby! <laughs> uh, not in uh, 5e, they just have a regular long sword. But you could make it vorpal if you want to make them even more terrifying. Oh, um, yeah. So, that was a, that's, a, that's a bad spooky season demon, right? A classic one would be, like, hellhounds. And they're actually uh, not a demon, they're a fiend. So they're slightly different. Um, which might be actually one of the key differentials between uh, what is spooky season worthy and what isn't, because the three classes of fiends, demons, or whatever uh, are devils, demons, and fiends. Um, and you're going to find that fiends are way more spooky season-esque, um, and devils are more spooky season-esque, whereas demons are just like, that's a demon! That's stealing your soul and you're not going to enjoy it! Um, whereas, you know, devils and, uh, fiends are like, ah, let's make a deal, ha ha ha. Or they're just there to murder you. I.e. the hellhound. Classic. <laughs> classic. Um, you know, not super, super high CR, but they do have some interesting stats thrown in there that could mess up a player that's not really ready. Especially if you throw more than one of them at him, because, you know, you got six hellhounds you're getting chased after, you're gonna have a bad day. Regardless of level. 
Um, <laughs> mix in some skeletons in there with the hellhounds, and it's just crazy. exactly exactly put it in a put it inside a living house, bundle it all together with some kind of evil demon at the the center of things. Dunzo or a vampire at the center of things. Oh, have a have a mini Strahd campaign. No, don't throw Strahd. Strahd's Strahd's bad peeps. Don't don't do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, another. <laughs> Another classic one that's really good to throw in for, again, spooky season feels uh, are imps. Imps are great low-level creatures that you can throw at your players without feeling like you're going to murder them. Uh, whether they're fighting or talking or whatever, they're just great to just like, aha, there it is. Um, succubus, incubus um, kind of fall outside the spooky season uh, theme. Uh, more like they're torturing a bard and it's funny. Um, yeah. Um, and or recurring uh, characters that show up and up again and don't necessarily fight the party. Um, Rasakas are really cool just for like a concept. Uh, they're not really spooky season worthy though. They're 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 more of that distinguished gentleman. Uh, they fall under the fiend category. Um. Quadsits can be interesting use uh, when they're used for spooky season stuff, um, but they're super low CRs and generally become familiars kind of thing with the right packs. Um, straight up nightmare, yeah, it's a it's a it's a horse. Uh, do you hags? Would you say? So what? Do you hags count? Would you say? Um. So, uh, good question. I don't know if those would count under necessarily demons. I think they're categorized under fiends, maybe. Or at least some of them are. Um, but they're definitely spooky season material. Um, you know, think think witch covens and things like that. Bam. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hags, really solid choice for the most part. And hags are uh, deceptively harder to fight than most people give them credit for. Because I'm pretty sure every single hag I've ever fought has been under CR'd. Also, what is going on with these in the chat room? Holy cow. There's something wrong. Uh, I broke something. Ugh. Hags are actually fey. I just looked it up. Mm, that would Ooh. make sense. Um, I, yeah, because again, looking at my little list that's of fiends and stuff, night hag is on there, but yeah, them being fey doesn't, doesn't not make sense. Uh... Funny enough, there's a ton of would-be fae that are categorized as demons. Actually, the, the Night Hag is a fiend. The rest of them are fae. Actually, she's the spooky witch. Yeah, she is pretty. What, what about, like, a swarm of crows or spiders or insects? Or, there we go. Um, I was going to get into that if you guys didn't touch it. But yes, exactly. Swarms owe stuff. Getting crawled on is terrifying. Um, I know players that will, will have visual reactions when you tell them that the swarm of rats has consumed them, not necessarily eaten them, but just like jumped all on top of them. Uh, the Ooh. visual thought of them be thinking that they're covered in spiders or whatnot, terrifying. Bats, not so much, but bats are like iconic, and if you have a swarm of bats, it leads to vampire stuff relatively easy. Um... So yeah, swarms, swarms are swarms are a good thing. Now, you guys want to hear an odd one that probably isn't used but could be as a spooky themed oh. crazy thing. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, black pudding. Mm. Um, so it's a type of ooze, but it destroys weapons and armor. Um. Uh, and placed in, like, a decaying house or with zombies uh, can be excessively terrifying. Um, it moves okay speed-wise. Um, but, again, it shines as when you attack it, your uh, weapon starts to degrade. So you have to use stuff that is expendable um, or lose your fancy-pansy weapons or non-fancy-pansy weapons, whatever. Or hate with spells. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, let me let me let me pull up some things about it because it's actually, um, shall I say, wild. Ho, ho, ho. Well, if you run into that before the horde of zombies, you're right. Yeah. Well, um, and that was that was that was a suggestion. Is you uh, have your players fight these things and lose all their armor, and then deal with whatever's next uh, if they're a high level party. Um, so if you're dealing with a high level party and they just had to fight off you know, five black oozes and two of them are completely weaponless and now they got to fight skeletons or zombies or vampires, uh, they're going to feel afraid. You might even um, kill them if you're mean enough. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever saw Evil Dead, but like when the forest came alive and uh, attacked uh, that oh. person. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Ash, yeah. Well, there's also... I think it's a demon, isn't it? The the living tree thing? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Ents? Ents are living trees. But you just have a... a take ants and, and uh, add a, an undead template to them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be rough. Um... I, I, you don't even have to uh, add an undead. Just think of how terrifying Ents would be if they were on a rampage. Like, you you know, lit something on fire and they were getting revenge. Because <laughs> you, you murdered a baby Ent on accident and didn't realize it till after, way after you left. Or you didn't even realize it because, it, you know, all the Ents that you were catching on fire were asleep. Let's make camp. Let's chop some wood. Exactly. You know, and just have it murk off some NPCs instantaneously so you can see how terrifying they are. Oh, man. In, in the dead of night, all the trees just swarming in on you and attacking. All right. Let's talk dragons really quick for the next couple minutes. What dragons would you guys consider under the spooky season category? Well, it's going to be black, right? Or bone. Yeah, the Draco Witch. Both are solid. Bone Dragon. Um. Okay, so you said black. Why black? What makes black spooky? Well, I feel like black's spookier than, I don't know, gold or blue or, you know. It's a dark color. I don't know, maybe you can make them blend in against the sky or blend in against different... Uh, environment. Maybe that's more terrifying than spooky. Is that the one with the acid breath? Yes. That's terrifying. I agree. Um, I think those are both solid choices. Um, but I might also include white. Um, mostly because whites are stupid and aggressive. Um, but when you allow them to be smart, they like, you know, add mist and ice-cold areas for the players to go into. Um, so if you have a white dragon hunting you down 
mercilessly, you know what I mean? Um, to where you're like in a forest and it's just like flying in and picking one person off at a time. Um, that can be really, really kind of dangerous for your players, uh, regardless of level. What if you were like in an open field and it was like a snow blind? And you couldn't see very far, and this this white dragon was just hovering above, waiting to pick you off. It, you know what? I totally agree. Though, for spooky season vibes, I wouldn't do straight up snow. Um, oh yeah. Um, definitely mist or something where it's just freezing the area enough to make it like hard to see. So like, still add obscurity. Um, but because it has the cold power, it definitely has the ability to kind of make that naturally if you're in a wet enough area. You know. Nice, misty, misted grassland, and it goes through and freezes everything over. <laughs> exactly, yep. And, again, this is one of those things where pumping up your character probably wouldn't yeah. be a terrible choice. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right, uh, one more go-around for the two of you. Any other giant uh, things that you would add for horror stuff? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily, well, an undead giant, but not necessarily a uh, giant, but could you imagine walking into a town and not knowing the town is all cannibals and they just eat adventurers? <laughs> That's a storyline I'd play through. I wouldn't enjoy it because I'd be terrified the whole time, but, uh, oh yeah, that'd be great. I mean, heck, you could take that concept and put it to basically anything that we've talked about today. I'm like, it's a town full of zombies. Yeah. It's a town full of uh, necromancers. And they're zombies. They, dispo they dispose of all the bones in, in the sewers, and the sewers full of skeletons. Yes. <laughs> well, and then having, you know, dark secrets or something like that in a town like that where, like, they just murder people and kind of throw them to the side. Um, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jumping over to Iron. Iron, you got any last minute thoughts on this one? Are there other creatures you would add to your spooky season roster? Um, I, so I would definitely go Mummy. Mm. I think Mummy oh. can fit. Oh, Mummy. Gosh dang it. Good. <laughs> Good catch. Thank you. Nice. Um, mummy, and then what? Oh, now nah, that's I'm I'm trying to draw the line between spooky and just straight up scary. Um, <laughs> right. So I'll stick with because I was thinking Neolithic, but that's that's more terrifying than spooky. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, that's a, that's too far. That's Baylor levels of you done goofed. Yeah. So yeah, mummy, um, shadows, crawling claws, um. What are the, uh, oh man, I'm not going to try to describe it because there's no way I'm going to figure it out, but there's these, these, they're kind of like shadows, but they like, they crawl around and like, they can take over people's minds. Hmm. Shadows that take, um, sounds like Displacer Beast? No, those aren't shadows. Um. Uh, I'll think about it like tomorrow and then I'll kick myself that I can't think about what it is right now. <laughs> okay. May I humbly suggest the giant shark? Ooh. Put your players on a raft, whether it's in the ocean or a uh, or a river, or really mix up the character sheet and make it like a sand shark. 
Um, I've done that before just to mess with players and be like, they're land sharks. Uh, my players were definitely not happy after that, but it was hilarious and I didn't care. Um, sure. <laughs> doesn't really hit the spooky vibe, but it does hit the scary one. Um, mm. uh, and suspenseful. You know what I mean, especially if you like make them do checks and then every once in a while the thing just jumps and does, you know, a round or two of combat and then goes back under the water. Oh. Um, again, you kind of hit past that spooky vibe and hit the oh, oh, this is terrifying and I'm going to die vibe. But I, I know I, I find it to be fun. Um. <laughs> see here. Oh, giant wolf spiders. We didn't talk about that. Those are those are great creatures to throw at pretty much any level. Um, they're not excessively hardy. I think they're CR one halves. Um, so eventually, oh, sorry, they're CR quarters, so you can just throw them for days, you know, they don't get a lot of hit points, they get a little bite, they're great little enemies to throw at people, and Still, they can pretty much be anywhere, um, kind of like, uh, phase spiders, same thing, they can show up wherever you need them to, because the spiders are spiders, and they're, you know, within eight feet of you at all times. <laughs> oh, oh, blacks. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, Blacks, okay. I don't think I personally used Oblex. Blacks. I've seen this worm thing before that, like, springs and, like, start digging into your body somewhere when I was looking at creatures before. Oh. I can't remember what they're called. The phase worms? Phase worms sound terrifying. Um, we kind of missed a, a, a semi-obvious one. Uh, goblins. Theme goblins can definitely be spooky. Especially if they are portrayed as smart creatures that are like guiding you through a maze or something like that. Um, and they're extenuated to be, you know, murderous goblins. Um, or just, um, I don't know, small monsters in general. You know what I mean? Well, necessarily, you know, we talked about the town full of cannibals. That'd be much more believable if they were um, goblins. You know, it's a goblin town. And during the day, everything's good. But if you stay there during the night, they eat you. Or something. Who knows? Oh, I lost connection for a second. It's not good. No, no losing connections. That's not allowed. Yeah, unacceptable. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I think we pretty well covered it uh, for the most part. I'm sure there's other stuff that will pop up and be like, oh, we totally should have talked about that like we did with the mummy. Um, but for Spooky Season Monsters, I think all those that we talked about are wonderful additions. And again, Irons, you can basically turn any monster into an undead and make it spooky. Right on point. You can take any monster and turn it into a ghost. And just take the ghost template and throw it in addition to whatever monster you're trying to fight. So, let's go back to Giant Shark. Giant Shark Ghost. Way yeah. scarier. And Ooh. can fly in the air. So you don't have to worry about it being on land or not. Which would explain the land sharks a little better, I think. Uh, going back to 
going back to like cheesy uh, C rate B rate movies, I'm pretty sure that was the explanation uh, for one of them that I saw forever ago. Uh, and I don't remember if it was called Land Shark or whatever, but it was a ghost of a great white that could appear anywhere there was water. Um, uh, and one of the most memorable scenes from the movie is some dude jumps on a slip and slide and slides down and the ghost shark just appears at the end of the slip and slides and eats him. Like he just oh. slides right into the shark's mouth. <laughs> nice. That sounds so sci-fi channel. It, it was so yeah. bad. Yeah, I and like Dark half Peter. the deaths in that movie were just like, oh, someone's standing over a water fountain. Great white just pops out of nowhere. Like, oh my god, why? <laughs> why? Spooky. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was not. Was not. You lose that tone every once in a while. But, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for those of you that watch the stream. Thank you for those that are listening to the podcast later. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Um, side note, before we go, again, people on the podcast can't see this, but the people on Twitch can. Check out this mug. Go get a mug. It's on the website. They're super cool. They came out way better than I thought they would, honestly. Um, so I'm super excited about them. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, discount code, which does uh, apply to... Some stuff on the website, but not the merch, which I think I've talked about. Um, because the merch is done through a different company, we can't really discount it excessively hard because we're not really making a profit. Um, so, without us having to pay for you guys to buy stuff, they don't get a discount code. Sorry. Um, but, for everything else on the website, uh, to, to soon include DICE, uh, the code is PUMPKIN. 907, so P-U-M-P, all caps, K-I-N, lowercase, and then 907. That's this month's code. I definitely should have saved that for next month, um, but uh, I didn't, so that's on me. <laughs> anyway, uh, with adventure in mind, have a wonderful night. Okie dokie, that was the podcast for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I said that at the beginning, but you know, whatever. Um, hope you all have a wonderful night. And with adventure in mind, have a wonderful time.